Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why trauma bonding is so confusing, how you may not even realize you're trauma bonded, and what you can do to actually have that recognition. It's so very life-shifting when you realize that trauma bonding is part of your experience. So in this episode, we'll talk about what is trauma bonding, how you can recognize it, what it feels like, things you might hear from someone to whom you're trauma bonded, and how to get yourself with enough distance from this person psychologically, if not physically, to see that trauma bonding is what's going on and it's not something you want to go on any longer. And that's important because it's a decision you have to make. The abuser wants the trauma bond to continue. And so it becomes your job to say no more. So let's talk about that in some depth. Why trauma bonding is so confusing. An abuser will get angry with you. They'll be blaming. They'll be aggressive. And they'll be harsh. And it'll push you away. And then as they see you be pushed away, then they get the result that they want, that you're hurt, that you're unhappy, that you feel minimized. Then all of a sudden, they sweep in and they say, oh, but I'll keep you. Oh, but, you know, it's all right. And the trauma bond starts. They blame you then they feel sorry for you. They hurt you, and then they pretend to regret it. And you become like their cat toy. Sometimes the cat toy is not brought out. Sometimes it is, and the cat is very, very happy. And the cat plays and plays and plays, and then all of a sudden they get hit with the cat toy. And then what do they do? Instead of being angry, they go and cower in a corner waiting for the cat toy to come out again. I know that's a horrible way to think about a relationship, but it may be visual enough to have you think, yes, that's just what happens. I can be ignored and ignored and ignored. Then all of a sudden, some attention is better than no attention. The attention turns negative, and then there is a big blowout, and then all of a sudden, I'm being comforted or throwing a breadcrumb or two that I mistake for love. And we do have to be very, very clear. Trauma bonding and love have nothing to do with each other, but you may think they do. And 
hijackals, that's my term for the relentlessly difficult people in life, and I define it as hijackals are people who hijack relationships for their own needs and purposes and then relentlessly scavenge that relationship for power, status, and control. Sound familiar? Well, if you're with a hijackal, you can lose sight of who you are without them defining you. And yet what they define you as is not something that feels right. And we call that defining your reality gaslighting. They will be gaslighting you. Even though it doesn't feel right, you're not quite sure what to do about it. So in this episode, I'll give you some ideas about that as well. Because if you come to rely on a hijackal to tell you who you are, what you like, what you want, what you need, you allow them to gaslight you, you become dependent on them, and that is their greatest joy. And they will isolate you so that you will turn to them and to them only. That's what they want. Hijackals will isolate you from your friends and your family, so you have no one to turn to except to them. And then they will be the ones who hurt you, and they will then sometimes, not in all cases, be the ones who will comfort you from what they did to you. And it gets into a very vicious cycle that we understand as trauma bonding. And trauma bonding is that attachment you feel to an abuser. You honestly feel that that you are attached to that person, that you need that person, or mistakenly, you believe that person loves you. Oh, dear. So the cycle goes abuse, regret, comfort, pseudo-safety of feeling like, well, maybe they do really care about me. And you let your guard down, and then it's rinse and repeat. Abuse, regret, comfort, pseudo-safety, let your guard down, and away you go. Has that happened to you? Maybe it even happened to you as a child. You really knew you needed a parent. And yet the parent was the one who was abusing you or pushing you away or putting you down. But you kept coming back because you knew you really needed a parent. So if the cycle started when you were young, it won't be a far reach for you to realize that it may be continuing in your adult relationships. And so have a good look at that as you're listening to the episode. The elements of trauma bonding are danger and shame and exploitation. Now, none of those things sound good to you, do they? Danger, shame, exploitation. They're not really on the list of things you want to have, things you're looking for in a relationship. We really don't go out looking for danger. We really don't go out looking for shame or to be exploited. And yet, that will happen over time when we are with an emotional abuser or an abuser of any kind. And they will engage in the trauma bonding process. That's problematic, truly problematic. So these elements are things we don't want, and we need to realize that they are 
part of the relationship that we have with a hijackal, with an emotional abuser. And trauma bonding is an adaptation to trauma in order to survive. So you think you need the hijackal in order to survive, so you adapt to the trauma of them abusing you so that you think that you can come back to them and they will help you survive. It's a vicious cycle if ever there is one. Absolutely must be seen, must be stopped, must be said no to. No, 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 this can't go on. And then they throw guilt in. Not only are we having the abuse and wearing down and tearing down and putting down and making wrong and dismissing and discounting and belittling, all of those things, but then they throw in guilt. And then you, if you are trauma bonded, when you respond to them with saying, oh, there wouldn't be the abuse if I were a better person. Or if I weren't so messed up, they wouldn't abuse me. And the abuser will tell you that in some form. Or they'll say, if you only gave me what I want, I wouldn't have to be so angry. And then somehow it all comes back to you're messed up because if you had any self-esteem, I would like you better, the abuser says. And yet, if you had some self-esteem, you wouldn't be allowing yourself to be abused. And you may have great self-esteem outside of this cycle that you're in with this person. You may be doing wonderful things in the world. You may be working, having a great career, all kinds of things. And yet, you go home to this because you were psychologically trained that this is acceptable. Or, at a minimum, it feels familiar. Don't blame yourself if you find that as you listen to this episode that you recognize that you're trauma bonded. Don't blame yourself because it's something that happens to you over time. And once you step back far enough to see it or to hear these words and recognize them, then you can do something about it. And that's important. So, Abusers, we know we can't survive alone when we're born. We are not like cows and horses. We don't get spit out of our mothers, licked off, and then we can leap up and run around the meadow. We know we need those giants that brought us home from the hospital in order to survive. So we are dependent upon them for survival. And now you may think as an adult that you can't survive alone that somehow you're not enough to survive alone. And so you take a certain amount of abuse in order to not be alone. And it's not true, but abusers play on it. I could discard you and you'd be alone and your fear kicks in and then you do what they want you to do. So know that as you hear these words and as you realize that you can choose differently, even though it's difficult, even though it may take a while, then you will know that you can experience the release from the trauma bond. So abusers want you to be dependent on them. They want you to be dependent on them for approval, for validation, for affirmation, for recognition, 
for company, for physical contact, for emotional encouragement, even for a sense of direction or money. They want you to be a dependent on them and they will do their best to construct it so you feel dependent on them or you think you have to be dependent on them. And that is all part of the trauma bond process. Big oops there, because you will never be happy. You will never grow into all of your potential when you're living up to somebody else's expectations that you can never, ever meet. Because you know, if you do exactly what a hijackal says they want you to do, as soon as you do it, they move the marker and want something different. That always keeps you less than. Do you ever find yourself defending a parent or a partner when someone says they're abusive? Do you ever find yourself leaping to the defense? Oh, no, they're just having a bad time. Or they had a terrible childhood. Or if you'd been through what they've been through, you would be like that too. Nope, that's trauma bonding. If you find yourself repeatedly defending someone's bad behavior toward you, you may be trauma bonded. Or do you ever cover up or lie or fail to tell the truth about abuse? That could be trauma bonding too. <clears throat> you don't want people to know what's really going on. You don't want to give voice to what's really going on. You know that people would think less if they knew what was really going on. You don't want people to be right about your partner and so you don't tell them what's really going on. That's trauma bonding. How do you ever stay because you you feed on the abuser coming around? You'll be the one that will change them. And that person will come around and, and all of a sudden bloom into a healthy person. And it will be you who did it. And then they'll turn and they'll feel bad about what they did and, and they will be so happy about how well you knew them. That's a sign of trauma bonding. And have you ever say that the hijackal wouldn't be so abusive if I weren't so annoying or demanding or impatient or ungrateful? Now it's your fault. And a hijacker will tell you that, that they wouldn't have to be so harsh if you weren't so awful. That's trauma bonding. And it's important for us to recognize it because it's addictive. It hooks you in and it keeps you hooked. And that addiction to the drama, the addiction to looking for the, the abuser to see the good in you, the addiction to them telling you you're terrible is hooked on the hope that there will be a little shred of recognition and comfort a little later. And it's one of the main reasons that people go back because they're addicted to the drama. 
You know, Charles Anderson and I wrote a book called Soul Solitude, and you can find it at soulsolitude.com or at Amazon, where all my books are. And we talk about two main predicaments in life. And yes, there are many more than two, but we talk about two. And the two we talk about are addiction to drama and the addiction to living up to the expectations of others. And you see how well that fits into the topic of trauma bonding. And if you want to find all of my books or all of my podcasts or whatever, just go to emergingempower.com. Everything is there for you. You can always go there and get everywhere from there. But the trauma bonding cycle is addictive. And the problem with that addiction is just like other addictions, you can die from it. You maybe die a little bit daily, your spirit dies, your sense of emotional health dies, or it can turn into domestic violence, and you may in fact be physically unsafe. It's important to see what the trauma bond can grow into and how it can denigrate you and destroy your sense of self and any modicum of joy that you could ever have in this life. <clears throat> and it's it's one of the main causes, as I said earlier, that people go back to their their abusers thinking, I can't live without them. Well, the fact is, no, you may not live if you go and be with them. That's the sad truth. Sadly, I have worked with people who stayed with their abusers and ended up very injured. I've also worked with people who have left their abusers and still were very injured. You need to stay away from these people. They will hurt you emotionally for sure, but many of them do not have any qualms about hurting you socially. You know that already but they will go to deep lengths, some of them, to hurt you physically. And they're very happy to hurt you financially. So if you're starting to recognize the trauma bond, reach out. You know, if you want to talk to me directly, you can go to beaclient.com. I offer a one-hour full session for only $97 to new clients one time. If you have something you want to talk about or you want to run by me, go to beaclient.com. If you'd like to be part of my community, the Emerging Empowered Community, go to joinintoday.com. So much there for you at joinintoday.com. Lots of places to talk about things and to be with people who know what you're going through. Now, one of the big things about the trauma bond is this. It's come closer go away. Come closer, go away. Or it may start the other way. Go away. Oh, come closer. Go away. Come closer. And you get hooked into the coming closer part that you overlook and override the go away part. And that is not healthy. Because the trauma bond lives in the nervous system. Psychology Today talks about that. The trauma bond lives in the nervous system. We need to be aware of that. We need to identify it. We need to work with it to to, uh, get a healthier thing in place. And that's what I do with my clients. 
Trauma bonding is aberrant attachment. You're attached to the wrong things. You're attached in an unhealthy way. And that really needs to change. You latch on to the relief after the abuse rather than focusing on the abuse. You're longing for the aftermath of the makeup and you lose sight of the pain of the abuse. And sometimes, even in your own mind, you diminish it, you dismiss it, you discount it, you minimize it. And that can become a habit. If this is all making sense to you, I'm so glad. Because whether you're in the relationship with a parent or partner who is abusive and trauma bonding, or even if you're out of it, to be able to see it clearly is important. Very, very important. And if you have experienced the trauma bond or are experiencing the trauma bond, new light in this episode. Look at it differently. You know, I've talked before about fight or flight or faint or freeze or fawn. That's all in your nervous system as well. That's all in the nervous system. And it's related to trauma bonding. It's related to how you feel in the trauma bond. Your brain starts to fail to see the crisis and mistakes the makeup for love. People who are trauma bonded will say, oh, I know they really love me deep down, but they don't behave very well, but I know they love me. That's really holding on to the breadcrumbs you hope you will be fed while being starved for the love you long for. And you can do that for years. You can do it for years because you may not think you deserve that love, or you may think it's just around the corner, or you may think it's your fault that you're not getting it, that this person isn't giving it to you because you're not good enough. And now you know that they're withholding it on purpose to have power over you. So important to see. So very important to see clearly. And so when you have these responses, the fight or flight or faint or freeze or fawn, you know, where you really just want to please them. Isn't that what happens in the trauma bond? You fawn over them. Oh, you know, it's okay. I don't mind that you're abusing me. I probably deserve it. And even if you're not saying that out loud, you may be thinking it. So you're then putting up with the abuse, therefore reinforcing the trauma bond. And that is not a good idea. As I said, your brain fails to see the crisis and skips over to the makeup and mistakes it for love, which it isn't, no part of this. So you're not seeing the whole picture. And this cycle of manipulate, abuse, manipulate, that's really what it is. I'll manipulate you into thinking that you don't deserve my love. I will abuse you. And then I will manipulate you into thinking that, well, I really do care. And I will get better. You know, so frequently people will contact me and they will say, well, my my person in my life has been so, so abusive, but they want me to take them back because they've changed. They've changed. They've gone to therapy and they're so hopeful. They're so hopeful. And I say, how long, how many times, how frequently did they go to therapy? 
Oh, well, they didn't ask that question. They were just so happy to hear that they'd gone to therapy. But, you know, if you go to therapy once a week for six months, okay, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of change. But many times hijackals will say they went to therapy and and basically they went once or twice and got somebody to agree with them. And now they're saying they've changed. They understand. You have to be very, very careful what you're willing to take from a hijackal. One of the things you can't take from a hijackal is their word. <laughs> you have to do the mantra I talk about all the time here, right? And I think most people who've been listening to my podcast for a while know what that is. A-B-B, always believe behavior. Always believe behavior. See the whole picture. Manipulate, abuse, manipulate, abuse. And know that you are not indebted to your abuser in any way. You are a fully functioning adult. You owe no debt to the abuser because they are a fully functioning adult. That didn't mean that they function well. <laughs> it means that they are fully functioning and capable of functioning. And you owe them nothing. You don't need to protect the abuser. So I hope that it's giving you some insight into what is truly meant and what it feels like and what you might say internally that is recognized now as trauma bonding because it is not love at all. So it's very important that you take these words in and then you step back emotionally and in your mind preferably physically too, step back, see the whole picture, observe the cycle. Don't be in it. Observe it. Write it down. Write down what happens. Write down how you feel about it. And then see it repeat. Go back and look at your journal entries. It happened then and it happened then. Yes, it may have sounded differently or looked different, but it happened again. And then Know that you have value and know that you are not deserving of abuse in any way by anyone at any time. I'm always here to help you. As I said, go to beaclient.com and we can talk. Use that one-time new client, $97 for an hour. We can talk. And if you're not ready to do that, Come on over to the Emerging Empowered community at Join In Today and be with me and other people who know what you're going through, have done it, have come out the other side, or are walking through it and walk together. But don't go back in and say, please abuse me more. Don't go back in and say, I do not see the cycle. Because after hearing this, I don't think you can not see that it happens. You may not want to because it really takes courage and it really takes strength. I know that. But start even in a small way in your head to say, ah, I see it. You abuse me, then you want to make nice. So you hurt me, then you want to be my hero. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. When you hurt me, I stay hurt. And it's not okay with me. You don't get to make up. I am clocking you. I am clocking the abuse. So when you come and say, oh, let me cuddle you. It's not so bad. 
you go stiff. Mm -mm. That is not going to happen. So clearly see what trauma bonding is so it's not confusing. And then take action. You don't deserve to be abused. If you can step outside the trauma bond one tiny, tiny, tiny inch at a time, it is progress. Make progress towards healthy love. Make progress at least away from being abused. Until we meet again, think about these things and treat yourself very, very well because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon. Bye.